It's exciting and it's an honor to, to be behind this sacred desk this morning and and uh, we knew this might be a possibility come Thursday evening and we knew it was reality yesterday morning and I started working on this about 30 minutes ago and so, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was about 9 o'clock and so, but... <laughs> We are in a series, we've been in a series called Christmas Continued. First of all, I just feel like I need to make up with all the men in here, okay? I just, uh, I, I received three text death threats while I was back at the sound booth, and I just, I just want to make sure we're, we're good. Everybody knows I was just joking, right? I'm, I'm just kidding. If I was sitting beside my wife and some preacher says, hey, we're going to deal with physical intimacy next Sunday night, <laughs> you're wrong, I'm dealing with it tonight. And so, I, I, I understand I understand. Come on, somebody. That's good stuff. Hey, it's biblical. We don't talk about this stuff in the church. Everybody else does, but we don't, and that's why everybody else is, come on, somebody. So, but we're going to have fun, and so next week is going to be a great, great night, and uh, it, it's just, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a great time. We want to invite you. Get involved if you're a married couple. Get involved in our marriage ministries here. We're going to have a great, great time, but we uh, continue in this series in the month of January called Christmas Continued. And uh, we've been talking about uh, viewing our relationship with Christ and viewing things in that relationship through the perspective or through the eyes like a child, like a child would. And um, uh, we've been in Mark chapter 10. That's kind of our, our, our home base for this series. And if you remember that, there were some parents who were bringing their children to Jesus and uh, they wanted Jesus to pray for their kids. And, and uh, the disciples stepped forward. The disciples were like, no, 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 no. We're not doing this, okay? This man is too important for that, okay? He is Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God, okay? He doesn't have time for your little children. I don't care if you got the tag on the back of your truck that says that they are an honor student at Sealand Public School, okay? He doesn't have time for that. And Jesus stepped forward, and Jesus was like, wait, 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 wait just a second here and Jesus used that as a teaching moment and Jesus says let the little children come to me and then in Mark chapter 10 verse 15 he says you it says this he says I tell you the truth anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it okay and we've been talking about how we're not just talking about heaven but how many know in his prayer in the Lord's prayer what we know is the Lord's prayer he says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven Right, And so we want to experience the kingdom here on earth. We are ambassadors for the kingdom here on earth. And so uh, we, we've been just been talking about in this series seeing God through the attributes, looking at the attributes of God and seeing them from the perspective of a child. And I want to look again today at another attribute uh, that we're going to find in, in the Christmas story as we continue talking about the Christmas story. And it's going to be in Luke chapter 1, so if you have your Bible, you have your iPhone, you have your iPad, you want to turn there, flip there, click there, whatever you want to do, but we'll be in Luke chapter 1. And I, I want you to imagine hearing this story this morning for the very, very first time. The scripture teaches us that an angel of the Lord, uh, now I, I want you to stop, I want you to hear that, okay, don't just buzz by that. An angel appeared, okay, like... A talking angel appeared, right? Now, I don't know about you, but if an angel appears to me tonight or today, okay, I'm grabbing my phone and I'm putting a picture on Facebook, right? 
look who visited me today, right? And so it's just, don't just pass by that. An angel of the Lord appears to a teenage girl named Mary. And I promise you, if Mary was a teenager in today's world, she would have that phone out and be ready to take a picture of that angel. Because moving on, all right, never mind. But the angel appears to a teenage girl named Mary who's a virgin. And the angel says, greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. You're going to give birth to the Son of God. You'll give him the name Jesus, for he will be the most high. And this little girl asked the question that every one of us would have asked in that moment. Every one of us. Okay? In Luke chapter 1, verse 34, she asked this question, How will this be since I am a virgin? Because in science class, anatomy class, it just doesn't make sense, right? Right. You're saying I'm going to give birth to the Son of God. But, (laughs) Angel, I I, I think you got the address wrong. (laughs) You mean Mary down on 3rd Street. Because I'm I'm Mary of Main Street. And this, I think you, how can this happen? I am a virgin. I am engaged to be married to Joseph. But listen, we've been playing it straight. Okay, we ain't been making out on the backseat of the donkey. Okay? We've been playing this straight. And so there's no possible way. How can this be? I mean, Angel, we're keeping things clean, me and Joseph. And the angel answers in Luke 1, 35, chapter 1, verse 35 and 36. The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And Luke 1, 37 is our key verse for today that I want to also grab hold of. And the angel of the Lord said to Mary, and I want you to grab hold of this today, for nothing is impossible with God. For no, some of y'all are pregnant right now and you don't even know it. Right. Oh, the, we're going to dive into it. Good. Right now you're thinking, <laughs> no, uh, no way. But we're going to talk about it. Because all of a sudden, a 700-year-old prophecies, 700-year-old prophecies are about to unfold. And God is going to do something that no human being could do. And what is impossible with man is possible with God. And through a young virgin girl named Mary, God would become flesh and dwell in this world. And the angel of the Lord declares that truth to Mary. Nothing is impossible with God. The attribute I want to look at today is the attribute that if you're looking for a technical term, it's called omnipotence. Okay? The omnipotence. Okay? The omnipotence, the omnipotence of God. When a child would say, you know what, God's powerful. God's powerful. God is a powerful God. Now, we don't find that word omnipotent in the Bible. We, we, we don't find that word in the Bible. But what we do find 350 some odd times are these words, almighty and all-powerful. Okay? And when those words are used in the Bible, I, I challenge you, look it up. When those words are used in the Bible, they're not used of anybody else but God himself. We're not talking about the all-powerful Samson, who was a big bad dude. We're not, talk, we're not talking about the, the all, almighty David, who was, a big, who was an awesome king. 
We're not talking about big bad Paul, all, you know, almighty Paul. No, no, that word, those words were, were strictly used to describe God and God himself over 350 times. And if, if you'll remember week one, we took a look at the, at the goodness of God. And in week one, we said, my God is for me. Y'all remember that? My God is for me. Week two, last week, pastor dealt with the presence of God. And it was, my God is with me. And this week, we're going to deal with the power of God. And a kid would say it like this, my God can do anything. My God, how many believe that? My God can do anything. My God is the God of the impossible, right? My God can do anything. I mean, he led Jenny to me. My God can do anything. Take one look at her, take one look at me. You know God is a God of miracles, right? She's been wanting to go get LASIK surgery done. You don't get her eyes done. I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. You might actually see what you got, okay? God is the God of the impossible. So now why is this so important? Because I guarantee you right now at this moment, there are people in this sanctuary who are facing challenges, people facing significant trials and situations that you, you, you're not sure how to get out of, and you genuinely need the power of God. You need a God who can do anything. And I know there are either those people in here or there are people in your life, maybe those who you are very close to, who really need the faith to believe that God says God is who he says he is. And that with me, all things are possible. And my goal today in this place is through the power, through the word of God, is to build your faith like a child, that you will walk out those doors and you'll be going, you know what? God can do anything. God can do anything. Let me give you three statements in this message. Three statements that that we're going to dive into, and I, I, I hope will help. And the first one is, if you're facing something impossible, And you think, I can't do anything about this. I can't do anything about this. I believe a child would say, well, my God can. My God can. And and, uh, and so I I just want you, I want you to to, to voice that. I want you to say that out loud. I want you to say, my God can. Come on, say it with me. My God can. Look at your neighbor and tell them, my God can. All right, get that going through your head. My God can. Because I love Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 32, 17, he said, O sovereign Lord, you've made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Now, every now and then, you just got to look at the glory of creation. Every now and then, you just got to look at the beach or look at a mountain or look at a sunrise or look at a sunset or look at your spouse or look in the mirror and say, you know what? God did that. Whoa, God's good. Come on, somebody. God did that, and if God did that, wow, my God is powerful. And Jeremiah would say, man, God is powerful. God can do anything. My God can. My God can. And I love it. I love it when I see the faith of a child, the faith of a child who believes with just a simple purity that my God can do anything. I know about a little girl who came down with a very, very serious case of, of poison ivy. And the doctors told her parents that this is a a very, very extreme case, a very, very serious case of poison ivy. And the doctor uh, gave her some shots, gave her some ointment, and also gave her some stuff to take a bath in. But the doctor told me, he said, hey, this is going to be painful. And this is just something she's going to have to walk through, and it's going to take quite some time. And, 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 and there's just no way around it. You're just going to have to walk through this. Just do your best, mom and dad, to comfort her during these next several days to a couple weeks. 
And when they got home, the girl who's always had a tremendous faith in the Lord, uh, she spoke up and she told her mom and dad, she goes, my, my, dad's, my, 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 my God's going to heal me. My God's going to heal me. And her dad, who is a pastor, he said, well, well sure he is, baby. Sh- sure he is. He's, he's going to heal you. Over these next few days, we're believing God to heal you. And that'll be just fine. And she told her dad, she goes, no, 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 no. God's going to heal me tonight. And he, he said, well, baby, uh, and remember, he's, he's a pastor. He said, yeah, yeah, he, he, he might, but, but probably not tonight, babe. We just got to get this stuff working and get this ointment going and get these baths and let that shot take effect. And, babe, we're, we're, we're going to make it. But, but and, and the little daughter spoke up and said, no, 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 Dad, God's going to heal me tonight. And she prayed what they said was just the cutest little faith-filled prayer. And then she went to bed. And at 5 a.m. the next morning, this pastor, this great faith-filled pastor, and his wife were sound asleep, and this girl came busting into the room. And as soon as she came into the room, she stood there, and she raised her arms and raised, you know, kind of raised them like this, and she flipped on the light, and she looked at mom and dad, she goes, ta-da! <laughs> and they were trying to wake up, and they were trying, what in the world's going on? And, and she, she said it three times. And on the third time, ta-da! And they woke up, and they finally were awake enough and had their bearings about that they looked and they noticed that there was not even a sign that there had even been a rash on their little girl. It was completely gone. And this little girl had the faith to believe that God could, that my God can, that nothing is impossible with God. And in that night, her poison ivy was healed overnight. They went back to the doctor the next day. They wanted the doctor to see this and check this out. When they went back to the doctor, the doctor said, I have never seen anything like this. I've never seen anyone react to the shot and the ointment in the bath that quick. And the little girl spoke up and said, no, 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 no. It wasn't any of that stuff. It was God. God is the one who touched me. God is the one who healed me. That girl understood something that we need to grab hold of this morning. My God can. My God can. My God can. Come on, somebody. My God can. Amen. If you have a broken relationship this morning, you can't seem to forgive or you can't seem to get over it and it's strained. How do you believe that God can heal and restore that relationship to be even better than brand new? If you believe that, shout, my God can. And I wonder if there's anyone, anyone here this morning who's maybe walking through a financial situation and we serve a God who's a great provider and he can come in and he can bring you out of that financial bondage. If you believe that, come on, shout, my God can. I wonder if there's anyone here who believes in a God who heals, a God who, in the name of Jesus, is bigger and stronger than anything, than any name, and at the name of Jesus, every devil in hell has to bow, and at the name of Jesus, and by his stripes, we have been made whole. If you believe in that, if you believe that your God can, shout, my God can. I wonder if there's anyone here that you have people that you, that they're just not in love with Jesus and you've been praying and praying for their soul and sometimes it seems like they're not coming home but you're holding on to faith and you're believing God to bring them into the family. If you're here and you believe it, shout, my God can. We are a church who believes in the power and the working miracle power of an almighty God. I'm here to tell you, I'm here to build your faith this morning. My God can. My God can. My God can. Hallelujah. 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 Y'all need to quiet down. The problem 
for a minute. The quicker you shout, the quicker you're let out, by the way. The problem for many is we grew up around Christianity. <laughs> right. You're a pin drop in this place. You getting ready to talk about the marriage stuff again? <laughs> no. We grew up around Christianity. And we believe my God can. Yes. We believe it. But when it comes to you, we don't believe he will. Right. Right. Oh, this is good. That is good. That's number two. That's <laughs> my God will. My God can and my God will. We believe, oh, God can do it for somebody else. God, I mean, I, I pray faith and I, man, I, I believe you can do it for someone else, but God, just, it's not going to happen for me. No, my God can. Yes. And my God will. Yes, he will. Maybe yeah. you've even heard about God doing really incredible things, but you just think there's no way God can do it over here in my family. No way God can do it in my life. After everything I've done, after everything I've, I've, I've sinned against him so much, and I've done so much against his name, and I've just disappointed him left and right. I know he can, but man, in my life, I know he's not going to. Never going to do it over here. No, a child has the faith to believe my God can and my God will. That little girl that night walked into that living room with her parents, sound asleep, free of that poison ivy and all of its symptoms, not only believing God could, but believing he would. My God can and my God will. And I pray today that if you face something difficult, that you have the faith to believe in a God that can and you have a faith to believe that all things are possible with God and you also have a personal faith because now you've got to grab hold of it personally and say not only can he, but I believe God will. I believe God will. I believe God will. Not that he just can, but that he will. And I want to let that get deep, deep into your soul that you will totally and completely believe in a God who says, with me, all things are possible. My God can and my God will. Someone shout, my God will. Look at your neighbor and tell him, my God will. My God will. Now, so I'm going to ask you this question because I know what you're thinking. Same thing I thought at this juncture. Exact same thing. Probably many of us are thinking, well, what do you do when you know he can and you believe he will, but he don't? Because I know no one in here has ever walked through anything like that, though, right? You believe he can, you believe he will, but he don't. So, Pastor, what do we do at that juncture? When you really do have the faith of a child and, you, and you've seen God do great things, even bigger things than maybe you're even asking for, and you know it's got to be his plan, and it'd be so easy. It would make life so much different. So what do you do when you know he can, and you, know, and you, you believe he will, but he doesn't? Well, I want you to think about Mary for just a second. Go, go, go back to, to Mary, and we read her story at the beginning. And I, I want you to try, if you can, not just to think about it like another year of Christmas, going through another Christmas story again, but I want you to think about it as if it's personal to you. If you're the parent, if you're Mary, and I want you to think about Jesus being your child, 
do you know how much you love your kids? I know how much I love my kids. I I love my kids so much. I don't know if I could love them anymore. I love them so much. Well, imagine if your kid was perfect and never sinned. I know some of us believe that. (laughs) We read on Facebook. (laughs) Little Susie Sally's never sinned, right? (laughs) And if you got a kid named Susie Sally, I'm just bringing that out of the air. I'm not talking about you, okay? But what, what if your kid was perfect and you never sinned? I was saying about that. We got four kids. What if I had a kid who was perfect and never sinned? You know, I'd be like, hey, these are my four kids. Those are my three. But that one over there. <laughs> you want a job interview? You go grab that one right there. Kid is perfect like his daddy. <laughs> right? Hey, I've had my perfection seconds. But what, you know, I just want you to think that. Imagine the cost she paid when she said to the angel, may it be done to me. Actually, she was saying to God, may it be done to me according to your word. And a virgin who was not married then became pregnant. And she walked around telling, this is God's baby. (laughs) Give that a shot in ceiling. In the words of Dr. Phil, how's that working for you? (laughs) Give that a shot. Go into town, tell them I'm pregnant and it's the Lord's. (laughs) We'll laugh at you, you know? Imagine being in this time when that, when that would make you an immoral outcast to have that happen. The pain she endured emotionally. And then imagine her saying yes to God to raise the Son of God and watching her son brutally tortured and abused, beaten so badly that his face didn't even look like a human face. His body so bloodied by being whipped by the lashes that his internal organs were exposed. And when they took his back and they hung him on the cross, imagine the horror of being his mom when she watched him drop stakes into his hands and feet. Don't you know that mama had faith to believe, God, you can stop this. God, you can stop this. Don't you know that any mom alive would have said, God, Get my baby down from there. And I promise you, Mary probably had those thoughts going through her head. God, stop this. Stop this. Jesus, he himself even prayed in the garden, Lord, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. And yet, even though she knew God could do anything, God didn't. What did he do? There's a tremendous childlike faith that believe God can. And there's even a bigger childlike faith that believe God will. But I believe the deepest childlike faith is the one who says, my God can and my God will. But even if he doesn't, I still believe. Even if he doesn't, I still believe. 
Even if God doesn't do what I think he should do and what I know he could do, I believe in a God whose ways are higher than our ways. I don't, I don't understand this weekend. I don't understand this outbreak that's been going on in our community. I don't understand this morning why all this worked out. But I know one thing. It seems like a lot of times when God stops me or God delays me or God detours me, you know, when I'm trying to go somewhere and the traffic's slow and I'm just like, I got to get around this. I got, you know, and, and I, just, I just, you know, and impatience kicks in and, 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 and I'm not understanding why I'm being held up. It seems like God always has a reason for what he's doing. And I don't understand this weekend, but I know one thing, come February 9th, I'm excited because God has a reason. While while Sister Renee was was, was pushed back to February, God's got a word for us and for our church, and maybe we we, 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 we need to get to play, or maybe we're we're ready to receive everything he has for us. Maybe we needed to hear this message this morning about how my God can and my God will, but even if he doesn't, I still believe. I still believe. Okay, my faith in God is not based on what he does. My faith in God is based on who he is, on who he is. I do believe he can. I do believe he will. But even if he doesn't, I have faith like three Hebrew children who are about to be thrown into a fiery furnace. How many of y'all remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Oh, yeah, three Hebrew kids about to be thrown into the furnace. They would not bow. They would not bow to this golden statue. They would not bow before the orders of old King Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, I'm going to light this place up. I'm going to light this furnace up, and we're going to throw you in. And they said, you know what? My God has the power. He is able to deliver us from your hand, O king. But they didn't stop there. They said, and even if he doesn't, we still will not bow. I love that. That's some grit. That's some toughness. That's some faith in a God who's, you know what? Even if we go into this furnace and our bodies are burned up to a crisp, we know to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Come on, somebody. We, we, we know we're good because we're in the hand of a king. And I pray God will give us and deepen us this faith, this faith that I believe he can and I believe he will. And I'm just going to leave it in his hands. Because even if he doesn't, something better is in store. So there's been some, there may there's some people here, some doors have been shut. And you've been praying and praying and praying. You've been believing he can. You believe in he will, but the door has been shut. And you're like, God, I don't understand. It's because he's got the key to a better door. Okay? He's got the key to something greater. He's got the key to something better. And he's trying to get us into a position to receive not just good, but the best of the kingdom. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you believe that, come on, put your hands together this morning. Make some noise for the Lord. So, I believe in a God whose ways are higher than my ways. (laughs) That don't have to be very high, does it? But his ways are so much higher than my ways. I believe in a God who's for me. I believe in a God who's with me. And I believe in a God who has plans to bless me and prosper me. I I, I believe in a God who has plans not to harm me and to bring me a future. I believe in a God who is so good that he's working all things about in my life to bring good into my life. Because I'm called according to his purpose. My faith in God, again, is not based on what he does. It's based on who he is. And that's who I know he is. And so I do believe he can. I do believe he will. But in my own life, even if he doesn't, I will not bow. Hallelujah. I will not bow. That's good. I will not bow. Yeah. 
I will not bow. 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 God just wants to hone in on that phrase. I will not bow. I won't bow to unbelief. I won't bow to doubt. I won't bow to all the negativity. I won't bow. I won't bow to people telling me he's not going to do it. Never going to happen. Not going to happen. You might as well just move on. No, I will not bow. I know he can. I know he will. And I will not bow even if he doesn't. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We believe our God can. We believe our God will. And we believe no matter what. That's it. We believe no matter what. We believe no matter what. I would rather go to my grave believing. Because there's just something about belief that gives you hope to wake up in the morning. There's just some, this ain't even on my notes. This is just coming off the top of my head, off the bottom of my heart. There's just something about waking up in the morning believing. Not that this is a crummy day or this is a cruddy day or this is just going to be a muddy day, but believing this is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And no matter what comes my way, no matter what happens in my life, no matter how many strains of flu the doc says I have, I will not bow. I will not bow. God is good. And his ways are good. It's my prayer today that you would hear this story like a child. A story fulfilling prophecies for over seven centuries. That the virgin would be with child and Jesus would be born and the wise men worshipped him and the shepherds gathered, the stars hung in the sky. And if God can bring the Savior of the world through a virgin and bring all these prophecies into pass in one night, then we serve a God who can do anything. My God can and my God will. I believe it with all my heart. Amen. My mind is fixed on him. Just like my mind is fixed on Jenny. I believe she can stay with me, and I believe she will stay with me. But even if she doesn't, I'm going to follow her all the days of her life. (laughs) Come on, that's good. That's good. Amen. Stand to your feet this morning. I'm going to ask the worship team if they would come back up. You know what Blake was talking about? She was leading us in that last song, Raise a Hallelujah. I know for some of us that might be a new song. We was talking about in the midst of a storm, how you, you, you raise your voice. You raise a hallelujah. You raise a testimony. Sometimes you just got to throw yourself a good old-fashioned testimony service. Y'all remember those? Yes. Last week, Brother Danny come up, and he shared with us how God had touched his body how we laid hands on him and prayed for him and God began to touch his body and now he feels like brand new. Yeah. You. Sometimes you just got to go back. You got to remember the lions and the tigers and the bears, oh my, that David fought before he fought the giant. That's right. yeah. And for some of us, there may be a giant in our life right now. Maybe relational, financial, physical, emotional, maybe on your job, in your marriage, yeah. with a kid that's running away from God. In a situation that you, you just think this is never going to come to pass. It's never going to happen. A promise that God has made. 
a dream that he's placed inside of you, and yet you, there's, you don't see anything coming to fruition anytime quick. It's like, I, got a, I, I, I don't get it. Well, you need to throw yourself a, te- a testimony service this morning. You need to look back and see all that God's brought you out of. How you slayed the bear with your bare hands. How you slayed the lion with your bare hands. And who is this uncircumcised Philistine before me? What does that mean? That means this uncir- what does that mean uncircumcised? What, why did David have to throw that in? Because he knew what that meant is this giant and the Philistines have no covenant with God. We are Israel. We do. We have a covenant with God. Guess what? You have a covenant with the Lord. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so it's time to speak to some mountains in our life. Be removed. God, I believe you can. This morning, I want you to get your faith up that God can and God will in your life, that God's going to do things that are impossible. Just like the angel spoke to Mary, with God, nothing is impossible. All things are possible. Well, pastor, we've been prayed over so many times. Pastor, I've, I've prayed for this so many times. That means we're, we're, we're that much closer yes. to that faith becoming reality. Yes. Keep believing. Keep hoping. Keep striving. Keep pressing. Yes. Keep doing what God's told you to do. Keep moving forward. Yes. And I believe with all my heart in 2020, we're going to see dreams become reality in this place. Yes. We're going to see lives opened up like never before. We're going to see people being saved and set free by the power of Jesus Christ. We're going to see people baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're going to see people walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. We're going to see souls walk through. Some will come because of an invitation of their friends or family. Some walking through the doors because they just felt a drawing into this place. Because the Holy Spirit is going to do something incredible with those who extend their hand and those who extend their faith and said, Lord, we believe. My God can and my God will. We're open to what you want to do in this house. Amen? Amen. Amen. My God can and my God will. So, Father, we pray today. I pray that you would minister to your people this morning. God, that you would bring faith and you'd bring hope. And, God, miracles, miracles would be on display in this house is we got to have your presence and your power in our midst. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we love you today. Yes. As we pray this morning, there are those who may be facing some really significant trials in your life. Something that maybe we have said just resonated with you today. Maybe it's not you, maybe it's someone that you love facing a challenge. And you, you'd say right now, We need his power. We need his power. We need a miracle. We need a miracle. If you're praying for maybe that in your own life or someone else's life, someone that you love, will you just slip your hand up right now? We need a miracle. God doesn't seem possible, but God, we need need a miracle. Today, I'm... I'm believing once again all things are possible. God, today I want to extend my faith. God, you can. And God, I believe you will. I believe you can. And I believe you will. Anybody else? Many, many hands went up.
here's what I want to do this morning. If you raise your hand, you're not stepping out alone. You're not coming alone. There are many that raise their hands. It's always just that first person. It's that first step. Like the hardest step. But if you're believing for something big, you're believing God for a healing touch. You're believing God for a delivering touch. You're believing God for a redeeming touch in someone's life. You're believing God for provision or protection or restoration or relationship, whatever it might be. But you're here this morning, you raise your hand, or maybe you didn't, but you know you should have. Your heart's pounding right now. Hands are sweating because you know that hand needed to be in the air. I want to take this time and we want to pray with you. That, that, that's, that's why we're here. That's why we're here, to encourage and to uplift one another. So if you raise your hand, I'm going to ask you to step out of your pew right now. Come on. Just, just come stand up here at the front. Just come stand at the front. You're not coming alone. You're not coming alone. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God, we need a special touch today. We need a miracle today. We're believing for miracle. We're believing big in this house. We're believing big in this house. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Father, we love you today. God, we thank you. Thank you for every person that stepped forward today. God, just that step forward is a step in faith. God, just that step forward. Coming up here this morning, that's a step of faith. God, I'm laying it out there. And God, I'm, I'm believing you to do something in a situation that seems impossible. God, I'm believing you to do something great in a situation that seems so out of whack in my life. God, without you, it can't happen. But God, with you, all things are possible. So God, I believe. God, I believe. I believe you can, and I believe you will. And I extend my faith to you today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.